Blog Talk Radio. segment of Live Without Limits. Today's show is titled, Four Steps to Becoming a Master Communicator in Your Business. Communication is key to everything. The art of communication is the language of leadership. Writing, to me, is simply thinking through your fingers. Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools, because they have to say something. So what are we doing here? We're talking about communication. We all have stress-inducing moments at work, moments when we find or you find yourself ticked off by the team member. Maybe it's because they dropped the ball and they didn't deliver on time. Or maybe they failed to communicate properly, making you look bad. That's the key. Good communication makes you look good, while bad communication can make you look bad. In these moments, it's easy to jump to conclusions, to call them lazy or apathetic. I've heard it all before. They're lazy. They're not focused. They don't even care. What's the problem? Then there's the gut-wrenching moment when you realize your initial reaction was out of time because you didn't know the full story. You instantly regret the hurled insults. Sound familiar? Often, It's only after we hear a person's perspective that our anger subsides and we sympathize. Maybe they were experiencing a personal hardship or were overwhelmed, or maybe they just didn't feel comfortable enough to communicate with you. All of these are similar things that you will find that people go through when it comes to communication. Communication is key in so many ways in everything we do, in business, in personal relationships. All of it is based on good communication. And remember, you're dealing with personalities. And personalities cause us to react in certain ways, to certain situations, plus the nature-nurture aspect of the environment you grew up in. These kinds of misunderstanding can be avoided. They might, or you might think, well, how can I possibly know what's really going on if they don't tell me? That's the heart, masterful communication. How to become a masterful communicator. 
as a foundation for your mastery of communication, I'm going to share the biggest insights I've received in business, plus a simple four-step process you can use the next time that you find yourself at odds with a team member. These tools will help fix communication problems that already exist and prevent new ones from damaging relationships. And here's something that I want to tell you a story that really gets to the heart of communication because whatever situation you're in, often it's you learn how to deal with different situations by experiencing them with your friends. For instance, I can remember because I'm someone with a disability and I was always different, I was never included in activities or, or, or would double date with anyone. So I never knew how to handle certain situations because I never had the opportunity to experience them so that when I got in the workplace, I knew better how to handle it. So that what happened was I was in graduate school and I had come home one evening and I had forgotten that I needed to take money out of the bank because I had spent the last few dollars I had in cash on me. And instead of realizing that I could probably even use a credit card to pay for my share of the meal, I forgot the next morning we went to training and then we all went out to lunch. And then when I went to pay, I realized I didn't have the money. Instead of just standing up in front of the group and saying to everyone, I'm sorry, I was in class last night, forgot to go this morning to get some money out. Can, can someone or can you help me cover my share of the meal and I will bring the money tomorrow to pay everyone back? I kind of said something to someone under my breath, and they said, so it made it look like I was trying to take advantage of them, and I really wasn't. It was just a situation that had come up, and I just didn't know how to handle it, and that was because I never had the opportunity to experience going out with anyone as a group, and yet, that those same people that I would, should have had all these opportunities with who never included me now are inviting me to the 50th class reunion. I have never in all these years gone to a class reunion. Why would I all of a sudden after 50 years go back? As humans, the bigger thing we crave is the understanding and recognition of others. But that goes both ways. So the next time you find yourself fuming over something a team member did or didn't do, flip the script to get to a solution faster. Instead of asking, how do I get what I want, ask yourself, how can I understand the person's perspective so that I can motivate him or her 
to see a different perspective. This aligns with something a mentor, Dan Sullivan, said to me. People don't buy from you because they understand you. People buy from you because they feel understood. That is a very powerful statement, and let's say it again, because you need to understand where all of this comes from. People don't buy from you because they understand you. People buy from you because they feel understood, that they feel that you understand them perfectly. And you do this by helping them know that you know where their pain points are and that you have a solution to their problem. They're not going to buy from you because you have a better mousetrap, but they will buy from you because you have a solution to their problem. In your business or workplace, the same statement might read something like this. People don't listen to you and take action because they understood you. They listen to you and take action because they feel understood. Let that sink in for a moment. And I use the disc, which talks about communication. And if you understand each person's communication and how they communicate and how they communicate effectively and how to talk to them in their communication style, that is helping them understand that they feel understood. So what I'm going to do is give you a little description. The dominant behavior pattern believes that they can control their environment and everything in it. And these are pure behavior patterns. But when you remember, we all have every aspect of all these behavior patterns within us, but some are our weaknesses and some are our strengths. Then you have the inspirational behavior pattern. And that behavior pattern is someone who's very outgoing, very social, and they communicate in a way of they do their best communication even in a crowd at a party. They find it easy to communicate to strangers. Then you have the S behavior pattern or the steadiness behavior pattern, and they literally will read the manual from cover to cover, and they will do exactly what the manual tells them to do because that's the way they believe things should be done. Then you have the conscientiousness behavior pattern, and that person is kind of introverted, but they will question everything because they want to know all the details before they make a decision. And that comes when it, especially in a buying decision, because the I will say how much it costs, I know I want it, I'm going to get it. The dominant behavior pattern will is very extroverted, and they don't question, but they do buy. 
It's the S and the C behavior patterns that think twice and need all the detail before they literally make a buying decision. And how you communicate this to them determines whether or not they will buy from you. Because if you're someone that's very detail-oriented and you're dealing with someone that just wants to know what's the, the bottom line, then you can lose that sale just as quick as you can make it. But if you do not give someone who wants a lot of detail the detail they need, then guess what? They're going to go elsewhere to someone else who will give them that detail. So understanding all of these different aspects will help you as the seller know how to communicate effectively with the buyer. If you want people to understand you, they must first feel understood. As a copywriter, my goal isn't for customers to understand what my clients are selling. It's for them to feel truly understood. Naturally, this applies to life in some, not just business. The next big question, how do you do it? The bridge to understanding. And remember, remember something. We are dealing, and when, when you're in a relationship, you're dealing with personalities. And guess what? One person can be more controlling than the other. And you're going to butt heads. But if you have good communication skills, if you truly care about each other, you will find a way to communicate to make that relationship work and make it long-lasting. Because it takes two people to make that relationship work for good. To tackle the very common problem of mutual misunderstanding, I came up with a simple process. Before we dive into that process, however, I want you to imagine that you're on one side of the mountain and the person you're trying to communicate with is on the other side of the mountain. Many people, and perhaps you too, shout, come over here, just jump. The only problem is the other person is usually not ready. What we need to do instead is build a bridge. When you build a communication bridge, it becomes possible to move back and forth between different vantage points and see the world through new sets of eyes. Okay, so think of it as, as this way, as building a bridge that goes over the river. You build it one extension cord at a time because it's either you, you're putting up metal or, or steel so that you're going to be pouring the concrete over, or if you remember the Golden Gate Bridge and, and the way they built it and how it goes over the water and how long it is, or you can be building a tunnel like the Hudson Tunnel in New York. And think of all of those little bricks. Think of that as a bridge. How was that built? One brick at a time. 
think about communication as one bridge at a time. And the acronyms are ACUE, AQ, an easy to remember acronym, ACUE, is the surefire way to improve communication. And here's how it breaks down. Acknowledge. When we don't take the time to really look someone in the eye and acknowledge them, we end up slapping labels on them or pushing them into stereotypes. This very quickly engenders imbalanced judgment. Now, what does acknowledge mean? That means when you're talking to someone, you need to look them in the eye. Take a mirror and look at yourself in the mirror and try to make eye contact with yourself and keep that eye contact as long as you can because that will teach you how to learn to make eye contact with the person you're talking to. For example, you might look at someone you work with and think, they're entitled because they smirk at me. But are they? Do you know their full history? What are you basing that judgment on? When we judge people, we immediately separate them from us. Instead, we need to acknowledge them, period. Take a moment to be fully present and seek out something great in them. This leads us to this. Second step in the process, connect. Remember, you acknowledge, you connect, you understand, and the last thing you do is you empower. But the best way to connect with someone is to connect with them on a personal level. Once we acknowledge that the other person and a and start to see them as a fellow human being, we can really begin to connect with them. This requires a certain amount of self-awareness, of course. For example, what triggers us to assign people labels to often a transference of our struggles with the very same labels? That is very powerful because what we're doing is we're transferring the things that we believe onto them, and we're not listening to what they say. And this is something that I often had with my mother. She would often hear what she wanted to hear and not what I was saying. And often it created more friction with us between us than it ever should have because she was not someone that I could truly talk to and know that she understood me and that she really heard what I was saying. This requires a certain amount of self-awareness, of course. For example, what triggers us to assign people labels is often a transference of our struggles with the very same labels. But we can bypass this through conscious effort. Instead of jumping to conclusions or ascribing characteristics without basis, 
engage the person with questions. Find out what drives them. Maybe you're both purposely and purposeful driven to be creative. Maybe you both have children or love to play love. When you start to see the similarities or strengths you share, you can remove the walls and enter a space of true connection. And let me tell you, one of the best places to learn to communicate effectively is between parents and children. Because one, if you feel misunderstood by your parent, then you are going to feel misunderstood by anyone else who exhibits the same behavior as your parent, especially a coworker. So the next thing to do is to understand. Once you've acknowledged and connected, it's time to understand the other person's world. Now, it's important to remember that human beings are inanely story-making machines. We often tell ourselves stories, not others, just to fill in the gaps where we have no knowledge. As once we reach our self-imagined conclusion, we write off the situation and the person in it. But those stories can get us in trouble because they're based on our own perspective and assumptions. For example, when someone does something at work that disappoints or frustrates you, you might jump to the conclusion, they did X because they were trying to upset me. Instead, work with your team member. Reach out and explain your reaction. Ask them for their perspective. Hey, I felt like you, your tardiness with the project yesterday reflected poorly on the whole team. It seems like you don't really care, but maybe I'm misreading the situation. Was there another reason for being late that you're willing to share? When you give the other person an opportunity to share their perspective and be seen, their walls will come down. You will even ask the more follow-up questions if it seems appropriate. More often than not, what you're, you'll find is that people don't do things to be malicious or intentionally upset you. It's often a block in communication and understanding of their world. Empower is the last thing to remember. Once the other person is understood and seen, and you have all the facts and information, you can then empower them to make a better decision, to take a desired action. You can educate them on what they need to know for the future. Encourage them to be a better version of themselves and challenge them to really live up to their core values. Here's how to do this. As a follow-up to your understanding conversation above, consider this segue. Hey, we both recognize that, we will, that you were late on the project because you were so 
many projects going on at once. What do we need to do to make sure that you don't miss a deadline again? What needs to happen on your end? And how can I support you with that? And that last thing is the most important, to remember how you supported them. And you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com. And you can sign up for both individual or group coaching, and we can work with you to help you improve your communication skills. 